0: Hello, it is 632, but uh, some things haven't changed. That is the employment law rights that you can enjoy if you know what they're all about. It's all about the education. And that's what we strive to do here uh, every night of the week. Right here on the Employment Law Show, John Scholes, Alex Farrell, Filling you in with the knowledge, and if it's something about your job, workplace harassment, a severance question, something about, uh, it could be anything. Maybe they're trying to move your workplace, cut your hours, add hours, change your pay. Whatever doesn't matter. Bring it on, we got lots of time to talk about it. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. Main topic is going to be situations that trigger employment law disputes. That's coming up in just a bit. But Alex, we always start off with the uh, week that was. Lay it on me, pal. What do you got?
1: Hey, Johnny. Thanks very much. Great to be here talking employment law as usual for another Monday evening. Uh, mm-hmm. Talking workplace rights, severance, medical leaves of absence. You know, if you're dealing with harassment or bullying in the workplace, really, you name it. As you very well said, John, if it has to do with your work, we cover it all here on this very show. And again, as you said, there are absolutely no bad questions when it comes to employment law, whether you're dealing with, you know, maybe you have a kind of very technical issue about your pension, Uh, maybe you've been let go from your job and you're uh, worried about the severance that you've been offered, whatever it is uh, under the sun, we're here to help. Uh, We want to hear from you. Uh, another busy start to the week, uh, John, as per usual, whether it's uh myself, fielded a ton of qual- of questions and calls and emails today uh, or Lior, of course, our other colleagues in the office fielding a ton of questions every single day from people looking for help with their workplace problems. It's not just people who are being let go, uh, John, who are contacting us, people contact us with all sorts of workplace situations. We'll cover a couple over the course of the show of this evening if uh if we can. You know, the real question is they want to know if what their employer is doing is fair. They want mm-hmm. to know if what their employer is doing is legal. They want to know what they can do about it. Oftentimes they're kind of put up against the wall. They're in a really difficult spot. The employer is either forcing a change on them, or again, they're they're terminating their employment or maybe they've temporarily laid them off. Uh, and they're seeking out some information. They're seeking out some advice uh, and, you know, what they need to solve their workplace problem. And if this rings true to you, if you're listening in right now and and you're dealing with a situation at work, whether you want to email us or call us right now or call us at the office, however you want to get a hold of us, the important thing here is that if you're dealing with a situation at work, you need to get advice right away. Not a week later, not a month later, not a year later, right away. The more information, the more knowledge you have as an employee, the more protected and prepared you're going to be to, to be for sure. But also, time is typically of the essence when you're dealing mm-hmm. with these situations. You don't want to let problems fester. They're going to get worse. So again, give us a call. Uh, let's talk about the situation. Let's figure out what your options are uh, and take it from there. And of course, with all of that uh, said and out of the way, uh, John, let's start off with a segment we call uh, the Case of the Day. It's an opportunity to talk about a matter that uh, I dealt with today, and I think this one, uh, John, gives us a good, uh, a, a good, uh, maybe a good couple of lessons actually for uh, for our listeners. So, spoke to a gentleman uh, this afternoon, uh, John. He had been with the same employer for about five years, so five year employee in his mid sixties. This gentleman was sixty four years of age, and he was the lead mechanic in his position. So he was kind of a super you know kind of senior mechanic, he's been around for a while, uh, obviously given his age, and you know kind of supervised uh, the other mechanics in the shop. He also trained those new employees. So not only did he do kind of the usual ordinary work, he would train other mechanics, he would supervise other mechanics, and he's been working full time, uh, John, up until a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Unfortunately, and quite oddly, a couple of weeks ago his employer comes to him and says, hey, it's been a bit slow lately, uh, we're trying to kind of change things a little bit, we're going to be giving time uh, and giving some opportunities to our, uh, to our newer mechanics, and that means uh, that your hours might change, we might have to reduce your hours. The gentleman, uh, maybe a little concerningly, uh, John. But the gentleman initially said, "Okay, well, I guess we'll we'll kind of see how it goes. We'll take it as it comes." Didn't really make a make a, a fuss of it uh, when when that conversation first was had a couple of weeks ago. Lo and behold, uh, John, just this last week that passed. Guess how many hours he worked the entire week? He worked four hours the entire <laughs> week. Uh, that's that's the extent of the hours that he did. And this is a guy that worked forty plus hours every single week for five years so clearly something's happened here his employer is limiting very much so limiting the amount of hours that he's doing he doesn't have his schedule for this week but he's expecting it's going to be the same and so very smartly this gentleman who was a listener of this show this gentleman reached out and said hey Something's up here. My, my boss has cut my hours. This has never happened before. Uh, you know I've been a full-time employee for five years straight, day in and day out, week in and week out. What's going on here is what my employer doing legal. And you know you will know very well. Uh, John, our long time listeners will know very well. An employer cannot do this. An employer cannot make such a major change to your terms of employment. Uh, as an employee, and this is obviously a major change. I mean, his hours went from forty hours a week to four hours a week. Mm. It's obviously a massive massive change. I mean, it's basically uh, it's basically nil. it's it's barely anything four hours a week. And so what I told this gentleman is, you know this is a termination despite the fact that you're still technically on the books, despite the fact that he may even give you a couple of hours here and there, they have made such a drastic change to the terms of your employment. They have reduced your hours. And of course, therefore, your pay. Yep. In such a significant way, John, that this is what we call a constructive dismissal. It's basically a termination in kind of deeds or actions rather than words. An employer can't make a major change like that, at least without the employee's consent. If this gentleman was, you know, was happy with working four hours, uh, a week listen he wouldn't have contacted us obviously right he, exactly. he wouldn't have made an issue out of it all but clearly he wants to work his usual shifts his employer is not letting him do uh, do so it's a termination this gentleman is owed severance he's probably looking at something like six to eight months of severance based on his age position uh, and and years of of service not based on four hours a week John based on 40 <laughs> hours a week as they should be my other concern here, John. want to last drop one last issue into the mix because I, I mentioned there's a couple of issues here. The last issue is my impression from speaking to this gentleman, who was very nice, very polite, very friendly. Was just, you know, upset at what happened. There seems to be the impression here that his employer is favoring younger, newer mechanics over this gentleman. Right. There's a hint there, John, of age discrimination. If this employer has reduced uh, this gentleman's hours, because of his age, because of his seniority, uh, you know, because he could basically employ younger mechanics for less. That's potentially a problem for the employer, John. That might be age discrimination. Another issue that might we might have to investigate and look into. We're going to be assisting this individual and getting him absolutely the severance that he's owed, uh, and and maybe then some.
0: And with that, we'll get into a short break. Uh, Martha, I see you standing by. You are our first call when we come back for the break. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. We continue getting warmed up here on the Monday Night Edition of the Employment Law Show. Coming right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Corus Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back. I'm Go grab yourself a royale with cheese. But first, got to get to the phone calls. Martha, thanks for standing by. How are you?
2: I'm good. Thank you. How are you?
0: Good. We're good. What's uh, what's on your mind?
2: Good. Uh, I have a question. So, I have been with a company for nine years now. Um, I have been in one department, uh, finance, sorry, finance department, for the whole period. I'm on salary. Um, they're, they've been short-staffed quite a bit. I've been um, doing a lot of other departments, working with a lot of other departments, and I'm not getting, I guess, um, I'm not getting paid for this <laughs> work. Mm. So I was speaking with someone, and I was told that they might be hiring somebody for payroll, because it, this is a U.S.-based company, and we are expanding slowly. We're trying to, I guess, they're developing Canada again um, after COVID. So my question is if I move from one department to another department, number one, do I get to keep my seniority of the nine years um am I starting over with um uh, contracts and or what what are what are my rights or should I just stay where I am and hopefully it gets better.
1: Yeah, it's a good question, uh Martha, and a, and a relatively straightforward one uh and I mean that in a positive way, which is that absolutely your years of s- of service would carry over to any other departments. You know, if, as long as we're talking about the same the same company, the, you know, the same incorporation, uh yeah. then then that's absolutely not an issue. Even in a situation Martha where you're maybe dealing with a parent company and there are different kind of subsidiary subsidiaries of the same company that are again, different corporations incorporated under different names, uh, e- even then you would still be c- keeping those previous years of service. So, it, you know, long story short, as long as it's the same company or even group of companies, Martha, uh, your years of seniority are recognized. The only issue I'd point out here, Martha, and you referred to it uh, kind of very briefly in your question, I would keep an eye out for any updated employment contracts that they ask you to sign if you do move. So you may be asked to sign an updated employment contract or some sort of employment agreement if you're changing position or changing department. And in that case, uh, uh, Martha, make sure that you have a look at, doc- at that document carefully and it would even be wise to have that reviewed by an employment lawyer. There could be language in an updated employment contract or even if it's an offer letter, there could be language about termination and severance pay that might limit your severance entitlements if they let you go there might be language that allows the company to do lots of other things that maybe it can't do right now under your current contract. So as one example, we see lots of language in employment contracts nowadays, kind of, if we can call them 2023 state-of-the-art employment contracts, there will be terms in those contracts that allow an employer to temporarily lay off employees, to change their position, to change their reporting structure, to change their job responsibilities, and again, language that might limit their severance entitlements. Don't just yeah. sign off on any documentation that they ask you to sign to kind of confirm the move, so to speak. Make sure you read it carefully. If there are any terms that you don't like, any terms that you don't understand, you know where to call. You know who to reach out to. Happy to have a chat with you off air and, and review that contract together.
2: Okay. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Martha, for your uh, your time. And then a uh, number if you need to get a hold of Alex, by the way, one 5,900. Yeah, it's interesting. She also mentioned, you know, it's an American company opening back up and uh, expanding into Canada. Just so people are clear, working for an American company doesn't mean you're under American employment laws, does it? You work in Ontario, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely not, uh, John. I mean, and, 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 you know, uh, that would make, I hope, intrinsic sense to to most people, which is, listen, if you're working in Canada, if you reside in Canada, specifically in in Ontario, the company could be based... Anywhere internationally, really, whether it's the states or Sweden or anywhere else for that matter, no. uh, it doesn't matter where headquarters is. It doesn't matter where the actual office is. If you're, you know, if you're in Ontario and working in Ontario, then you are an Ontario employee. You're governed by Ontario law and Canadian law. And the good thing about that, uh, John, and again we say this time and time again on the show, our laws here are very, very protective of employees. They're quite employee friendly specifically and particularly when it comes to you know and as compared to the states uh where employment laws are uh, are quite limited quite weak when it comes to protecting employees with you know respect to things like severance and whatnot uh yeah it's it's a question we get often unfortunately we have to deal with uh, companies internationally and, and there's a learning curve there of course where they have to you know be aware of how laws work here but that's the cost of doing business john they they have no choice in the matter they have to yeah. respect Ontario and Canadian employment law
0: move on to our topic pal for the night that is situations that trigger employment law disputes number one when an employer resorts to a termination for cause way too soon they pull that trigger way too soon.
1: Yeah, and it's a, you know, it's a situation we unfortunately see time and time again, uh, John, where an employer, and, and the most common sin, uh, situation I'll tell you is when an employer is alleging cause based on performance concerns. John, I mean, it, it is incredible how often this happened. And I say incredible only because the law is actually very straightforward on this issue. Mm-hmm. You really cannot terminate an employer for cause, or an employee rather for cause, and for cause means without severance and without notice, based on performance concerns, at least where those concerns, uh, you know, are relatively fresh and really haven't been addressed in any great detail. So it's not as easy, John, as having concerns about performance, maybe you place that performance uh, that employee on a performance improvement plan you know, for a few weeks or even a few months and mm-hmm. if from the employer's point of view things don't improve, you let them go for cause. That's not how it works, uh, uh, John. In I would say 99% of cases where an employer is alleging uh, cause for termination on the basis of performance, the employer is not going to have Cause for termination, which means doesn't mean the employee gets to keep their job. Unfortunately, uh, John, that ship has sailed. If the employee's been ter- terminated, what it means is that em- that employee is owed severance. Severance is going to be based for an employee uh, on their age, position, and years of John. service. And here's the thing, John. And I, again, I uh, you know I remind employees and employers of this uh, probably <laughs> almost every day. Sure. You can be the best employee in the company, John. You can be an average employee. You can be a subpar employee that's been let go because of performance reasons. Guess what? Those employees are the same amount of severance, uh, John, based on their age, position, and years of service. Your performance, the company's opinion of how well you performed or not... Does not factor into the severance analysis. You're going to be owed severance even if the company had concerns about your performance. And even when it comes to conduct or misconduct in the workplace, that bar is very, very high. You have to do something really egregious. We're talking about, you know, the worst of the worst of what we can imagine in the employment law context to actually be legitimately terminated for cause. Those situations are very, very rare. We are talking
0: situations that trigger employment law disputes. This one's all too common as well. You get employers, they you know, they try to call somebody an employee an independent contractor, and they're doing it to save money, right?
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. That's really the only uh, reason that an employer will use independent contractors, and I, I say that using air quotes, uh, yeah. uh, of course. You know, we speak to, you know, we speak to individuals, you know, in situations where even they think, John, that they're independent contractors, right? Maybe they do their own taxes, right? Or they, they, you know, they, they invoice the company. But when, when you really get into the details and you ask this person, what do you do? Who do you report to? Who do you need authorization from if you want to take vacation? Right. Uh, uh, right. Who are you actually working for? How many how many employers, how many entities are you working for? As soon as you start really getting into the details of what that, quote unquote, independent contractor does, the reality, John, is that they're no different to an employee, except for the classic scenario. And we use the plumber, of course, as the kind of classic yeah. independent contractor, right? You have multiple clients, you work for yourself, uh, right? You're basically running your own business. If that's you, uh, right, and maybe you're in IT, or maybe you're providing financial, you know, services to uh, to multiple clients, and you effectively have your own business, well, you know what? Maybe you are an independent contractor in that case. But we speak to so many independent contractors who work for one company, nine to five. Again, they have to ask the employer to take vacation. They get their they get their computer and their equipment from their employer. Uh, all of the other signs, uh, John, point to an employee relationship and guess what you can call you can put whatever label on the can that you want those people are employees they're owed severance like employees if they're let go from their jobs they're also owed things john like vacation pay like overtime right. pay like all of those other minimum protections that employees uh, are owed and we pursue those uh, those claims uh, and and those you know those wages effectively for independent contractors all the time this next one's the one that, you know, we'll file
0: this one under sneaky. We've had this one before. Another one that triggers a dispute is uh, an employee is terminated. Ooh, right before that bonus is due.
1: Out you go. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, interestingly, this is right about the time of year. We're looking. usually yep. looking at the spring, uh, John, where, you know, the company's fiscal years are, are over. They're looking back now, you know, for example, at 2022. And, uh, figuring out, okay, what kind of bonuses are we going to be owing employees for the previous, uh, year? And lo and behold, that's when jobs are cut. And that way, that's when employees are let go. And I'll say it this way, uh, uh John, reasonable employers, uh, employers that want to do right by their employees, they'll, they'll offer those bonuses as part of an employee severance entitlements. Uh, not because they're being overly kind they're generous because that's the way the law actually works and they acknowledge that's the way the law actually works. Unfortunately, however, we see a good number of employers. They're absolutely silent, dead silent, John, about bonus uh, at this time of year when it comes to an employee's severance entitlements. All, they'll offer employees base salary only. Maybe they'll offer some of the health benefits coverage to continue. But the reality is... Not only are those employees, John, going to be owed their bonuses for the previous year if they hadn't received it. So, again, if we're talking about a 2022 bonus that the employee completely worked for, right? Well, no kidding, that's owed. Mm -hmm. But it gets better, actually, for the employees, John. They're actually owed bonus for the severance period as well. So, you know, if you're let go in the spring of 2023, for example, uh, and your severance entitlements are a year, for example, or even right. two years, right? Which is certainly possible for longer-term em- employees. Your severance entitlements could be as much as two years. Sure. When it comes to when it comes to longer service employees, you are going to be owed bonus for all of those months uh, as well for your severance period as well. That's the way severance works. It should include all components of an employee's comp- uh, compensation. So, of course, we're talking base salary. We should also, however, be talking about an employee's health benefits continuing. Pension contributions are usually one that employers miss out on, uh, and that's pretty low-hanging fruit, uh, John. Yeah. But bonus is usually a big component of compensation that that isn't included, and, and that needs to be included as well. Things like car allowances, commissions, I mean, all of those things, you've got to throw them in the mix. That could make... Uh, John, over the course of a severance period, can make the difference of tens and tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that's that's not an uncommon situation uh, to see here. So it is absolutely an important point. I'm, gra- I'm glad you raised it. And this one's a big one too, right? When the employees let go while on uh, parental leave, even the,
0: if the the reason is legitimate, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Only because when we're talking specifically about a, a maternity leave or parental leave, uh, John, where the dispute happens and where employers employers will get this wrong is that actually you cannot let the employee go while they're on the leave you have to wait until they return and so even if it means delaying that termination until the day the employee is supposed to return back that's the way you have to do it you cannot terminate an employee while they're on that maternity uh, leave that is a breach of the employment standards act it's actually a breach of an employees kind of minimum protections and rights in Ontario, it's massively problematic. And I would say generally speaking, you know, and we say it all the time, of course, don't mess with mama, but uh you know, letting an employee go you know, in any circumstance when it's surrounding a leave of absence, whether that's a maternity or a parental leave or a medical leave of absence. You know, you really, as an as an employer, you're making a difficult situation in an employee's life that much more difficult by letting them go during that time period. That's something, John, that needs to be cons- uh, compensated for. It needs to be acknowledged. That employee, you know, imagine you're someone coming off a parental leave or coming off a maternity leave and all of a sudden you're let go. It's going to be very difficult to now turn your mind to having to look for a job. Yeah. Uh, uh, right you you might actually be owed additional severance simply because of that situation and so not al- not only is it the timing of the termination but in that circumstance you better make sure that you're maximizing on your severance entitlements and the employer should be paying a little more for those reasons alone and with that we are wrapping for the Monday night we got uh, a bunch more this week of
0: course join us again right here at 6:30 in the meantime reaching out to Alex no problem 1855821 5,900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website, of course, free, anonymous, go use it, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We catch you tomorrow night again at 630 here on the Employment Law Show. Enjoy your night. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.